Nyata, hello. My name is Alison. I pastor a little church in southwest Victoria called Sanctuary. I acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we worship, work and play, the people of the Eastern Ma Nation. And I pay my respect to elders past, present and emerging. Today I'm looking at a story about some of Israel's elders, Jacob, Joseph, Joseph's brothers and a very special coat. So let's begin. Young Joseph had it all. He was his father's favourite and a spoiled brat. He was given a beautiful coat with long sleeves because no one expected him to do any real work, anything which required him to roll his sleeves up. He had vivid dreams which showed he would one day be top of the heap and he had God-given interpretive gifts. He was on the wide road to success, power, affirmation, acclaim, but then this. His dreams of domination offended his family. His father rebuked him and his brothers hated him so much that they could barely speak to him. In fact, they plotted to kill him. They threw him down a dry well and would have left him there to die until they saw slave traders heading their way. So they decided to make a quick buck instead. They hauled him up and sold him into slavery, and Joseph was taken to Egypt. And after a brief rise, he was falsely accused of rape and thrown into a dungeon. And there he languished for years, even his former cellmate forgot him. I wonder how Joseph felt at this point of his story, and what he thought of himself. Rebuked by his father, treated brutally by his brothers, Abandoned by all, imprisoned indefinitely in a foreign land, his life seemed to be over. Once he was his father's favourite. Now nobody cared if he lived or died. He was a failure, a loser, a victim. And what did he have to hope for? Nothing. Nothing, that is, except the God who was working through history and working within him all along. I say this because we know how the rest of the story goes. Joseph's story should have ended with his death in prison, but it was redeemed. Because, spoiler alert here, Joseph was eventually released from prison. And then he interpreted Pharaoh's dreams, he advised Pharaoh's government, saved a region from starvation. He forgave his brothers and became the first person in recorded history to forgive. He was reunited with his father and his family once again, and this family became Israel. This family became the world's blessing. Which all goes to show that in the middle of a story, we never know how things will turn out. If God is travelling with us, and God always is, then we must hold on to hope. Right now, we are all in the middle of a terrible story. A novel coronavirus is tearing around the world, wreaking havoc, ending lives and causing immense suffering and pain. We here in Warrnambool are back in shutdown and most of us are struggling to juggle work and study, family and isolation. The future is uncertain. 
The economy is in freefall, our climate is changing, ecosystems are collapsing. We're exhausted, anxious, afraid, and the world around us looks very dark. We risk falling into despair. But for people travelling with God, despair is not an option. Despair is denial that God is at work, even in the darkest of times. And despair is denial that the future can be changed. And the story of Israel, in which Joseph's story is a part, rejects despair. Again and again, Israel's story shows that no hatred is too powerful, no pit too deep, no slavery too confining, no dungeon too dark, to obliterate hope. We don't know what the future holds, and the hatred, the pit, the slavery and the dungeon may in fact be part of a bigger story. A story in which spoiled brats and jealous siblings and vicious brothers are forged into a nation of blessing. Weeping may endure for a night, sings the psalmist, but joy comes in the morning. And this is Israel's song. Notice what I'm not saying here. I'm not saying that I'm optimistic about our current situation. Nor am I saying that we should sit back because things will turn out fine. In his commencement speech to Wesleyan University in 1993, Cornell West said this, Optimism is a notion that there's sufficient evidence that would allow us to infer that if we keep doing what we're doing, things will get better. I don't believe that. I'm a prisoner of hope. I'm a prisoner of hope. Like Dr West, I am not optimistic, for I do not believe that business as usual will lead to anything other than death. Instead, I am determined to hold on to hope. Plunged as we are in the pit of coronavirus, enslaved by money and culture and fear, heading for the dungeon of climate collapse, Our invitation is to become prisoners not of despair, but of hope. We can focus on dark walls and dripping slime. We can identify as powerless victims. We can obsess over what we have lost. We can give up and languish away. We can delude ourselves that things are just fine. But we are only part way through a story, and the ending has not yet been written. And so as people whose stories are formed by Israel's story, a story which rejects despair and points to hope, we are called to face reality and to trust that God is at work, even if we see no evidence of this. We are called to believe that the future is open and that endings can be changed. We are called to faithful, courageous, generative action. We are called to be forged into a blessing. How then shall we live? How shall we be prisoners of hope? Each of us will have different answers to this, and our answers will shift and change over time. But for me, being a prisoner of hope means rejecting the chains of despair. It means getting out of bed in the morning 
and taking the nourishment I need. Exercise, prayer, meditation on the scriptures, breakfast and a spot of poetry. It means learning to notice when I'm spiralling into the pit and recognising and working through anxiety and fear and letting God haul me back up to trust. Being a prisoner of hope means trying to live like Jesus. It means loving family, friends and people very different from me and working to connect with them by phone, by Zoom, by handwritten note, by community involvement. It means making time for struggling people and vulnerable people and listening to their stories and sharing their joys and grief and fear. Being a prisoner of hope means hoeing the row that God has given me. Being a pastor, preparing services, preaching, praying and doing what I can to build up a faith community. It means encouraging others as they hoe their own rows whatever those rows may be. Being a prisoner of hope means showing through word and deed that I trust in God's willingness to use struggling, flawed and vulnerable people to bless and heal this world. And it means pointing to our ultimate foolish hope that suffering and even death are nothing to fear. For God is with us, we are not alone and death shall have no dominion. Like Joseph, we are faced with pit and dungeon. COVID-19 and climate collapse, isolation, anxiety, discouragement, apathy. And like Joseph, we are enslaved by a brutal economy, or by family, or culture, or fear. Things are grim. But we are only part way through our story and the ending has not yet been written. So with all of the foolishness of faith, let us not despair. Instead, let us declare that all is not hopeless, that we are not helpless and that the world will yield to love's rule. Let us all be prisoners of hope, active, engaged, faithful, courageous. And like Joseph and his brothers, so flawed and so familiar, let us be forged into a people of blessing. Let us be forged into a people of blessing. Amen. And my prayer for you this week is that the Holy Spirit leads you into God's surprising new future. A future where the rejected one shows grace to those who betrayed him and nations are saved by a slave. In the name of Christ I pray. Amen. If you value what you heard, there's always more to read on our website at sanctuarybaptist.wordpress.com Sanctuary is funded entirely by members and supporters. If you'd like to support the work of this little church, you can make a donation via PayPal. And you can find the details for this on the website. Great to have you with us and we'll catch you another time.